Welcome to the Run Better podcast created by me, Ash Foster. I'm a running coach, an advanced personal trainer, yoga teacher, mindful life coach, and my obsession is helping people become a better version of themselves. I know from personal experience that walking, running, yoga, nature and mindfulness can help us counteract the fast-paced, busy, modern lives we live and improve our mental and our physical health. The Run Better podcast episodes are in the solo show format of a mini coaching session where I give you ideas that will help you run better. Whether you want to run faster, run for longer, run injury free or simply to enjoy your running more, these episodes are for everyone whether you're just lacing up your running shoes for the very first time all the way through to the experienced marathon runner. So let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Run Better podcast. And this episode, we're talking to Kat Seawood, and I think there's lots that we can learn from Kat. She's going to share her life experience. We're going to have a little bit of background from Kat, and then we're going to have a look at how we can improve our mental and our physical health through the things that have helped Kat through her life experience. So thank you for coming to the Run Better podcast. Kat, how are you? I'm very well, Ash. Thank you for, for having me. It's nice to um, catch up. It's been a while. I know it has, yeah. It's a Friday afternoon. It's the end of the week. And um, let's just jump straight into this episode by giving the listener uh, a little bit of background about who you are, where you are now, and where you was, say, five, six, seven years ago, just so, again, so the listener can maybe relate to you a little bit. Okay, so I, um, although I've recently had a fracture, um, I'd like to say that I am in a much better place than I was five years ago. Um, I've been on a bit of a journey. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar type 2, and um, throughout a lot of my adult life, I um, have not always looked after myself as well as I could. Um, I've maybe gone for unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, you know, all the standard ones, shopping, buying stuff that I don't need, eating things, uh, eating too much, um, alcohol, all of these things. And um, it reached a point, I think the last relapse that I had was was, was quite a bad struggle, um, you know, at its worst. Um, I don't always, I haven't always felt like I could see a way forward um but then i'd say about five years ago um probably around the time of the yoga room opening ash and I, and I, I feel like i have to credit you a bit for the way that i um deal with my health now um and, and i've come on this journey alongside you and um and ricky from working for health is that you don't have to let these things define you um and it was really just taking a little bit more charge over my self-care and building that into a habit and a routine. Um, I've always exercised, um, but I think sometimes it's not been consistent and it's not the easiest thing in the world to stick to uh, discipline and self-care when you're not very well. It's it, it, The easy thing is to fall back, I think, onto unhealthy coping mechanisms um but i think you know i came along to one of your meditation classes and you was very real and more about your experiences and i think 
once you listen to that and you start sharing um, this and, and spend time with like-minded individuals, um, I just started to strive for being healthier for, for, for everyone around me, for myself. I felt like enough was enough and I've, I've really been um, committed to the discipline of myself care which has brought a lot of reward and I am I'm now medication free so I've done my Frank Bruner that I wanted to do. <laughs> I remember I remember you saying that all the time you know you had you had Frank Bruner always at the forefront of your mind that is what that was what you wanted to do you wanted to be Frank Bruner medication free and you and I've seen you being on this this incredible journey from that very first class that you came into the studio and and then where you are now and I think that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast to share your experience and to share how you've got to where you are in, in your life. And I think you talk about daylight and nature uh, and how that affects your brain, how that you like that feeling of that on your skin. You know, it gives you that, that, that energy and that happiness. That's one of the things that you talk about is very important. Absolutely. I think um, for me, daylight even in the winter um and nature it just for my brain and skin it's like a solar panel and it just gives energy and happiness and light and it gives me gratitude it it grounds me it makes me present it charges me up it de-stresses me it's just the sole battery for me um and i'm lucky enough to live near the Yorkshire worlds which um, is is really my second home. I, I love it. I know you do too, because I've I've seen you running out of the forest early on a Sunday morning. Um, but it really is a recharge, and you can't get a signal up there either. So it's 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 a massive part of my health toolkit is, is being out in nature and being amongst trees, climbing trees, <laughs> and just just being out there. Um, and like I say, winter I'm, I'm still out there. It's it, I love summer summer's my time um but but in winter i'll still get myself out there benefit me a huge and was that so was that like a natural intuitive thing was you drawn to that or was it something that you read or what what was it that, that got you out into that i've always liked being out on walks but i think um i know you know you did some of your guided walks and actually really having to think about what it is that you enjoy out there and taking that time out to just look at what's around you and see the beauty in things how things smell you know looking at different flowers and animals and all of that is just I think it's made it more meditative um and I really take a moment just to sometimes just to just to look out and just to let the sun onto my eyelids and just breathe, just breathe in all of that goodness and that peace, and uh, it just it just charges me up massively. And that's that's obviously being mindful, and it's in a pre- like you mentioned about appreciating the small things, the sun on your skin, though maybe looking at that leaf and looking at the way the right the light reflects through the trees, and just those little aspects that we get a little bit blinded to in our modern day life really don't we we spend too much time looking at screens and that becomes the light and the indoor light becomes our daylight almost and then that's like this artificial and then we get this almost this artificial kind of sense i i mean i get a little bit like a little bit clogged up and a little bit like do you know that feeling when you've been in 
on your phone for a bit and you've been on the you know, laptop and then you, you've been indoors and you've been into that and you, it's almost like you need to break out and get into that natural yeah absolutely and I think um I mean I love to go out for walks with friends and catch up and put the worlds to right but I also like to just spend time alone in nature um, just to sit there and I think it really helps me focus and to have a good think about things, evaluate things and it just really helps me to unwind. Uh, um, I think whenever I'm particularly stressed or I'm having a bit of a bad time, that's go to is just head out into the forest somewhere. <laughs> and you mentioned, you mentioned exercise as one of the ways that has helped you become medication free as well. Um, yeah. and you've you've got quite a good structured exercise um, routine and you mentioned you don't always feel motivated to do that not at all no but I am very disciplined now because I know I recognized how after I've exercised how that makes me feel um, and I, I tend to to train before work because I know that if I get up it's done but it also sets me up for the day so I will pack my gym kit the night before I make my mind what days I'm doing my training um, and, I, and I'm very disciplined because for me it's that's my physio that's my brain physio it makes me feel better it, and, and that's what motivates me I mean it's the aesthetics and all of that that's it's nice to feel fitter and healthier but for me it's I don't want to go back into an abyss and, and exercises it just helps me move forward and I never regret how I always feel better and I think you know it doesn't have to be full-on all the time Um, there, there might be days when I'm not in the gym and I'm just out walking or I'm doing yoga but I train every day it's just I've left my body a bit more um albeit maybe not so much before christmas when i got the fracture <laughs> you learn from these things don't you and um and yeah so for me it's that's uh, another part really important part keeping well and i think again if i if i am feeling quite low or stressed and it does still happen you know i'm not i'm not 100 percent all of the time um, just doing something such as running or cycling really gets them endorphins going and I just feel so much better after it I know I do and it, it and that's made me feel better than any medication I'm not saying there isn't a place for medication because it has helped me in the past but it will only do so much you know and I think it's just finding what it is that make, what, what gets your endorphins going it doesn't have to be exercise it could be painting it it could be knitting it could be music it could be anything um but but this this is what works for me and and having that discipline um and just not wanting to go backwards with my health is enough to keep me motivated yeah and i can totally relate to that because obviously i I mentioned and i spoke to you i've spoke to you about this before that i started on medication and didn't feel right i didn't feel right it didn't make me feel good and i felt like there was something that i could do and create strategies and tools which I have implemented over my last 13, 14 years of on this journey that I've been on and trying to be healthier. And I was only listening to this audio book lately and it was saying about, it was talking about um, OCD and anxiety and it was talking about this, the strategies that we create are not, um, are not stopping us from lapsing. There's a difference between a lapse and a relapse. A lapse is going 
and experiencing one of those moments that we will do, as you mentioned it, we will we will have those days where we just you know we just for whatever reason it's a bit dark and it's a bit cloudy and a bit our motivation is not good at now our feeling and our brain's not good we've just got to work through that that's that's a lapse whereas a, yeah. re, a relapse would be more on the case of where we used to be say 10-15 years ago where we'd be seriously like quite seriously mentally ill not in a, not in a very good place and those strategies that we put in place are to not counteract everything we do again we have that re- realistic element that we are going to have lapses but the, to, to create as those strategies create us never going back to the relapse. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, I, I have spells, I think I have, like, whilst this fracture's happened and I've had to change, um, so, you know, my uh, lifestyle a little bit and not be outside as much. Um, and, you know, it started to get on top of me a little bit, but I know now to dig deep. And it's obviously there was things that I couldn't do. So I thought, well, what can I do? So I went swimming instead of running and I've been training my upper body and I've even been learning French to occupy my mind going to the Alps later on this year. So um, I think rather than what what the old me would have done would have been oh, doom and gloom, it's happened to me, what I'd have had things always happen to me, there's no point me doing anything. Whereas now I know that isn't going to serve me I know that I have to dig deep and think about what is that I can do and have gratitude for the things that I can do as well um and I have you know it's sometimes you you have to work around things a little bit but it really is um just trying to run like mad towards the joy and the things that lift you up so that it doesn't um you know get on top of you yeah and that gratitude is i think i think gratitude it seems like one of those words that's like ah it's a bit cliched a bit throwaway it's a bit new agey it's a bit like oh yeah whatever but i think there's a there's huge huge benefits and neuroscience shows that that there's huge benefits to be had in your in 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 gratitude and i, I think i've said this in an interview recently on here is that uh how i how i get through my tough runs. I always, I I always like to challenge myself. So I, I'll I'll put as many hills into my runs as I can, so that it mentally challenges me to keep me mentally sharp. So I have to focus and go through these runs, and then be like, oh, I really don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. When I'm on some of these really big, hard, difficult hills, and I'm like, I just want to stop, and my brain's going, my man, my man's going, this is too hard, this is too hard, stop, slow down. I have the sense and appreciation of like, I, I flip it instantly, and I go, do you know what? I've brought myself out here. I've chose to do this. I've got an able body. This is an amazing experience right now. I'm in nature. I'm breathing. I'm doing my thing by myself, experiencing this. And do you know what? Actually, Rob Burrow, he keeps coming to mind. So Rob Burrow, the the rugby league player who's suffering from motor neurons disease at the moment. I keep thinking he's roughly similar age to me. He would love to be able to run right now. So have the gratitude and appreciation that actually I am able to do that. Absolutely. You know, and I think that is, for me... I think, well, it's like if you've gone through some sort of darkness as well. I mean, when I, I did a, the Pentlands Peak Challenge uh, last year in Scotland and it was seven peaks and uh, there was a point and exactly the same going up these hills and towards the end, it, it was 28 miles, quite warm as well for Scotland. And I was thinking, why am I doing this? But then I thought, 
I'm doing it because I can. I'm alive and I'm raising money. And it's amazing. And look at the views. And that just powers me through. It gives me so much strength when I am doing these challenges. I love doing challenges. I think it's really good to put yourself in that situation where you have to dig deep because you know the feelings that you get as well when you finished it is, is just incredible so I intend to try and set myself challenges every year um and I know when I when I got my fracture a few people had said that's it you should probably stop running now and I thought hmm oh actually no I think I'm going to run an ultra next year that's what I'm going to do someone tells you you can't do something then you must you know yeah, I love that so much. It's that's a similar mindset to me. I I am I'm probably a little bit uh probably a little bit antagonistic like that. Yeah, if somebody says something to me, don't do it. I'll do. I'll go. Well, do you know what? I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned as well. Uh, obviously, challenges are brilliant. Adversity is good for strengthening us. Um, what you also touch upon in the things that we spoke about before we're coming on this and how we're going to explore this is food. You, you know you've changed your nutrition you've got more plant-based you've got less processed crap that you mentioned you put no alcohol now and that makes you feel nourished it makes you feel more energetic and you said it's not you know it's not always perfect it's not 80 percent but 80 percent of the time you 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 you're good uh how has how has food and nutrition changed your health yeah, so I am more plant-based. I'm not 100% plant-based. Um, I was lucky enough to, to join the yoga room on the acorn retreat, and that was my first taste of vegan food that weekend, and I was astounded at how full it made me and how much better it made me feel. And I've not eaten sort of any red meat at all since then. Um, I, and I think as well, it, it's that being conscious about the environment as well. Um, but it just, yeah, I uh, like over Christmas, I, I maybe let my, da- my guard down a little bit and, and eat more unhealthy and it makes me feel sluggish. I don't have as much energy and I can't wait now to get back onto a healthier diet. And I, 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 I do remember seeing that with any sort of habit, I think after so many days, it, it just becomes the norm and, and the taste and the texture of the different food and you actually enjoy it and if you would go back to sort of eating any processed food um it does it, it plays I, I find it plays havoc with my system and i and i crave sort of fruit and vegetables and just nourishing healthy food um like I say i think 80 percent of the time i'm quite good um, if I ever eat now, I tend to, to make it quite nourishing. For, I've even, Ash, you won't believe this, I've cut up on the Biscoff spread as well. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't even have any of that because just, I just, you know, to have a healthy body and mind. And that allows me to be as active as I am as well. It fuels um, the activity that I do because I'm, every day I'm, I'm, I'm quite busy and active. So, I just want to prolong that for as long as, as as possible, really, throughout my life, so I can continue to have these amazing experiences and get out and do these challenges. You you mentioned, you know, as a result of these things, so the exercise, the daylight, the nature, your nutrition, thinking more about that, is that you have now, as we've mentioned earlier, you've become medication-free. How... 
did did that feel quite daunting? Did it feel or did it feel like a goal? How like uh, obviously you mentioned Frank Bruner. What what was the idea around that? Was was that something that you really wanted to achieve, or do you think that that just come as a result of these things? I mean, with the medication, there is a lot of side effects to it, but at, at the time, it did it did serve its purpose. Um, but obviously, I, you know, the, I didn't like the side effects, and um, I Frank Bruno inspired me. But yourself and and Ricky from Working for Health had said, you know, you don't have to let this define you. You know, you can be in remission. It, it just takes a bit of hard work. And I didn't, I didn't sort of just decide to come off them. I, you know, my GP, I, I have to have reviews and with a mental health team and they said, look, you're doing really well. Why don't we start reducing it? Let's see. So, I, I, you know, I didn't just come off it. It was a gradual process. But every time I was having reviews, I was going in there saying, look, I'm feeling really good. I'm not in a hypermanic. I'm really well. I'm in life, you know. I can see things a lot more positively now. I feel like I'm a different person. I'm, I'm seeing the future brightly. So, yeah, I just decided now was the right time, and it, and it's worked. Um, and I'm I'm really 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 pleased. I'm not and again, I'm, it's not to say that medication doesn't serve its purpose. And if people are finding that that helps them, then that's great. But for me luckily and thankfully all of these steps that I have taken have, have really helped me to um to live a healthy life medication free so I'm just going to try and continue and and hopefully that'll last for for a long long time so you mentioned that you've you've changed the narrative around everything being was doom and gloom and that everything you know, it was like as if you're unlucky and everything happens to you and you know, now you're saying that you think more positively and that you actually think that people can and do change and that you're a different person to who you are. So what does, how do you, you mentioned you train a lot, but how does your daily routine look? So I, when I wake up in the morning, I have a glass of water and I will write in my journal. Um, I try and write things that I'm grateful for. And I think, like you said, um, you know, maybe it sounds about a, a bit cliche, but I think it helps to eliminate any negative language when you journal and things and gives you a little bit of an insight as well into, you know, where you are, really. Um, I have a cold shower every morning, which isn't for everyone, but it, it helps me feel invigorated and healthy. And I think, again, it's that discipline. If you can get into a cold shower, you can pretty much do anything really um and then I usually get my exercise in in the morning whatever that may be whether it's weights or running or cycling or walking and that really helps to set me up for the day um I mean don't get me wrong I have mornings where I wake up and I think why am I doing this but immediately when I've taken those steps I just feel more positive and I feel fitter and healthier and ready to to tackle the day and the stresses that that might come and then on an evening after work I will usually read I'm currently um I've been teaching myself French um trying not to doom scroll on social media all of them things that suck the joy out of you basically 
um, and I make an effort to read at least 10 pages of a book that I know is going to, um, you know, expand my mind a little bit and then I'll meditate, stretch um, and then get ready to do it again the next day. Wow, amazing. And that, and that shows, I know there's a lot of people that will uh, say on Instagram and stuff and social media going, ah, morning rituals, whatever, don't do that, do this and... I think the power of ritual is really, it creates a sense of security for the mind almost, doesn't it? And it creates that sense of, like you said, that discipline that if you if you repeat that, it creates that, others oh, that if I do this behaviour, then it's this reward, you know, it creates, you know that ultimately, as you mentioned with your exercise, you know that ultimately it's going to create a healthier mind and body. And I think why a lot of people struggled when it was lockdown, it may be, you know, I wasn't valid, anybody that was maybe you know getting up later watching netflix all night not eating not and and, and then struggling with the mental health i think routine is so massively important um you know to maintain good mental and, and physical health and, and i learned that before lockdown so look me i coped with with lockdown pretty well um, whereas you know, plenty of people around me, I, I felt were struggling because of, of that. So I think um, there's a, there's a lot to be said about having a really good routine. And there's a lot to be said about you, the people that you surround yourself with. Again, isn't that you mentioned the people that you surround yourself with and that you look up to are people that are you know you, you can. They can inspire you. They can help you set goals. They can help you create the life that you want to create. I suppose. Absolutely, but I think as well that that comes with. I think when you're feeling better, you almost naturally attract people more into your life because you are in a better place and you're not, you know, going to unhealthy coping mechanisms to to get through. And, you know, when you, I find that when I'm out in nature and I'm hiking, I just seem to come across so many like-minded people that are like, hi, you know, and you get chatting. And when you are doing all these different activities, you're meeting people that are like-minded. But, yeah, I think, you know, being around people also have a gratitude to be alive and who, you know, almost push you with your girls and encourage you and just and bring you you know, I know you, you can't surround yourself all of the time with people that bring you joy, but um, once you have a tribe um, and, and it's positive, then um, I think that brings a lot of a lot of peace mentally. And we thrive on it, don't we, as humans, to have that connection with others that are, um, you know, have your corner, have your back. And I, I'm really fortunate that I've, I've met some really good friends on my journey, some going through similar journeys as well. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'm forever grateful for, for the friends and family that I have in my life to support me. And how, how, did you st- how did you stop planning for the worst case scenario? So you mentioned that you always, you was probably uh, uh, like doom scrolling, you was probably doom and gloom, you was probably um, not as kind to yourself as you could have been, you was letting the past control you and you was, you know, you was kind of uh, set by that narrative. That, and how, 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 how did you work on that? 
I worked hard on thinking what my triggers were for this these unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I, I over the years, I think I really got sort of this victim mentality. Um, I was sadly I, I lost my brother in um, my early adult life, and I think I've I've had a bit of um, survivor's guilt because you know he he lost his life through ill health. He had cystic fibrosis. I don't think that I really dealt with it very well, and I think rather than dealing with um, the grief or anything negative that had come up in my life, I just thought, well, I, I shouldn't feel like this. I, I'm alive, but bad things do happen, and you have to deal with it. But I think rather than dealing with it in a healthy way, I went for unhealthy coping mechanisms, and 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 it's like alcohol that 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 just feeds into a victim mentality, the depressant. It makes you feel worse, um, and you know if you get into a, a cycle in your mind where you think nothing can help, and you let that diagnosis define you, it, it gets into a really dangerous, vicious circle of, of of not getting well. And I think even when I went through hells of getting better, it, it it would inevitably come back up because I wasn't doing all the things that that helped me to 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 be better. Um, that being said, I forgive myself for all the mistakes I've made in the past. I was I was doing what I could to cope at the time, but I don't let it control me anymore. I'm not my past, and you know I, I think practicing gratitude as well has helped to get rid of that that victim mentality as well. And I think it's just you know getting rid of that ego and and just you know focusing on the things that do bring me joy, make me happy. Um, has, has, has pushed me into this better place that I that I am in now. Um, so I think it's, it's really good to talk, isn't it, Ash, as well? I think, you know, oh. I think that's something that I hadn't done very well in the past. I, I um, Like I said, I just felt like I didn't have the right to, to, to complain when, um, when I'd been the surviving sibling. So, but you live and learn, don't you? <laughs> and... Um, Hopefully now, you know, I can pass on this wisdom to, to other people around me when they're struggling and um, encourage people to talk and encourage men to talk as well. I think men are, are particularly bad at not talking. It's never a good thing, is it, to um, not deal with it and push it away. It's, you have to deal with these things. Mm. Yeah, and I think that goes, that is perfect, is you're setting those almost setting those boundaries that you mentioned and doing things that make you feel good and enjoyable when you're setting those boundaries are you setting those boundaries as in uh this is how i'm going to expend this energy this is how much energy i'm going to put into that or is it you know is it with other people you set those boundaries how 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 do you set those boundaries yeah, I mean, I just, um, because I've made a choice now to prioritise my health and I know what I need to do to keep well, um, I basically, where I can, if there's something that I don't feel comfortable with or I don't want to do, I just don't do it, you know, and I feel comfortable enough now to not even have to give a reason why, you know, I'm protecting my health and my peace. Um, I'm not a people pleaser like I used to be, and I think... If you're in a better place and you're setting these boundaries and you're, you know, prioritising, you, you're just in a better place to serve the people around you anyway and be happier for other people and help other people. So, um, 
that's how I set my boundaries now. Yeah, I I think that that is really valuable because there's a book called Quiet by Susan Cain, which I might have told you about before, but she talks about our energy and how it's you know it's it's not infinite. We've and, and when we're a little bit younger, we maybe allow those energy vampires that come in and drain our energy. You know, we all know those people that, that we have in our circle that just drain us, just come, you know, just completely drain us. We, as we get a little bit older and a little bit wiser, and we do the work on ourselves, improve our mental health, and our awareness and your awareness of your triggers, as you mentioned, you you become a bit more precious of the energy that you have. You know, you're a bit more conscious of you're a bit more conscious of putting time and effort and energy into certain situations, like you said, creating boundaries. Um, yeah, I think you know you've you've got to ask yourself if if a situation feeling you with dread or you've come away from a situation and it's made you feel drained, is it actually serving you? You know, and I think there are situations where you have to be in that when like for work, for example. But in your spare time and the people that you choose to spend your time with and the things that you choose to do in your spare time, you know. For me, I just I just want to be around people that are positive, inspire me, and um, you know make me feel content afterwards. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to a lot to inspire people from this conversation that we've had, and I hope that it, I hope people. There's, I'm sure there's going to be at least one thing that people take from this episode because it's so relevant to now. You know, all all of the technology use, all of the ways that we would we're getting a little bit drawn into technology use and maybe getting a little bit lazier and we're not getting out at doors enough, we're not doing physical activity enough. So what would you say to that, that person that is you that is maybe starting to feel a little bit not right, you know, not well mentally, that maybe isn't getting out as much as they could do, you know, maybe not working on themselves in terms of working on the mental health of meditation, the, the journaling, that type of thing. What would you say to that person that is you? I think what I would say is to just have tiny little girls. You know, it's like with, when I said read 10 pages, if that's all you do, but set tiny girls. Don't be overwhelmed and think, oh, I can't, I've run, tried running to the top of the street and I'm out of breath, I can't do it. Just set yourself tiny, tiny girls, but just commit to it and see where you are. Because every week that you do that, you can just run that little bit further. You'll just find that naturally, after a while, things do start to get better. You'll start to feel fitter. You'll start to feel stronger. It's just committing to those tiny little changes. And before you know it, those tiny changes become big changes. And, you know, you, you can the world is your oyster and you can achieve so much when you put your mind to it. But just don't overwhelm yourself. Just start off small and just stay committed. Um, to to improving your health. I think that's really inspiring. That's what I would I would definitely second that and agree with that. Start, start small, break it down into little bits, and just see those little wins. Every, every, all yeah. those all the time. Uh, this this conversation is definitely going to inspire a lot of my listeners, and I just really want to say a massive thank you for for sharing your experience with me and the listeners as well and trying to inspire other people through your journey so thank you well uh, thank you you know like i say you've been um uh, an integral part in this ash you 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 helped me realize that you know that that darkness that abyss doesn't have to be and um you you 
if that these girls so uh, big thank you to you as well ash i i, I took took a lot from from your classes and from you being real far so so thank you thanks kat